Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition. Hornets claiming a 106-103 victory against a very game New Orleans Pelican squad that was in town on Monday night at Spectrum Center. We'll break it down, give you our stars of the game, also do a little scoreboard watching. Hornets got a lot of help in Monday's results around the NBA. One game we've got our eye on for tonight. We'll tell you about it. And we want to tell you about something special that took place yesterday at the Hive. It was the finale of the second Charlotte Hornets Innovation Summit presented by Bank of America. The winning pitch put forth by Elizabeth Escobar, founder of iTrabajo for her bilingual job platform, won the $15,000 investment. We will talk to Elizabeth about her business later on here on the HHC. But first, we got to talk about that great Hornets win last night and helping me do it. It's 10-year NBA veteran, Hornets director of player programs, and my color commentator on the Hornets radio network, Matt Carroll, back with us again here on the HHC. Matt, a great night of basketball last night for the Hornets, a 106-103 to win. So many ways to look at this. What are your thoughts after Charlotte improved to 37-35 and on the season? That was such an impressive win, Sam. You know, I'd say this. It was a total team effort. Uh, you had six guys score in double figures. Nobody scored over 20 points. I mean, just a total team effort. We talked about how important it is to share the ball, how great this team plays when they get assists, the ball's moving. And tonight against the Pelicans, it was. 
I talked a lot last night on the broadcast about shot volume. New Orleans will talk about what they did very well last night and particularly rebounding, but they took 90 shots compared to 79 for the Hornets, and that was more my focal point that New Orleans was overcoming the Hornets shooting the ball better than they did because they were getting more shots. But also how the shots were divvied up is notable as well. The Pelicans basically play through their two star players. C.J. McCollum took 19 shots. Jonas Valanciunas took 18 shots. Both those guys went for 20-plus in the game. Hornets, a far more balanced attack. You had the big three, Bridges, Ball, and Rozier, each taking between 12 and 14 shots. But then you got a, a whole cast of characters, five different guys attempting six or more shots in the game. That shows a lot of trust between all the different pieces of this Hornets offense and a willingness to distribute the basketball rather than focus all your offense through one or two guys. It really does. And, and I think this is a Hornets team that's built to be a, a, a total team. You know, you have a star now in LaMelo Ball, but, you know, guys like Terry Rozier will step up and have 30 points in certain nights. And you have very capable players as a Miles Bridges also to have big nights like that. But you have a cast of guys that come in. Montrez Harrell brings so much energy. Kelly Oubre Jr. can have those big nights. But it's a total team effort. And I think that's why I'm so impressed with this team. And I think the Hornets are a tough team to prepare for because they have so many different weapons on any given night that can come out and beat you. A lot of different ways to talk about this one. One was the Hornets' ability to stick to their game plan. They did not shoot the ball particularly well last night from three. Only 13 for 37. Took a while to get going, but once it did, it ended up vaulting them in front. Miles Bridges, who has really played well over this win streak, now has five straight games with multiple made threes, and the biggest put them ahead. Bounce pass, Plumlee. Gives to Washington, into the corner, Bridges, corner three, yes sir! And the Hornets lead for the first time in the second half. Miles Bridges with that big, big three right there on his 24th birthday, no less. Uh, he's shooting 55% from three over the course of this win streak. He and the Hornets sticking with the game plan of continuing to share the basketball, find those open looks. Eventually they were going to fall. 34 assists on 40 made baskets. Not just the volume of assists, Matt, but how often a bucket came by way of a good pass that's remarkable in the NBA today it really is and it starts with LaMelo Ball when he is playing his unselfish style of basketball getting others involved pushing the pace then it becomes contagious and that's when guys get great shots you see a game when Hornets have big momentum swings and they're making threes it's because the ball is moving guys are sharing it and we talk about passing up the good shots for the great shots and we had a lot of glimpses of that happening tonight. Now, I also want to give a lot of credit to New Orleans. They were on night two of a back-to-back, a very helpful night two as well, because uh, night one they beat Atlanta, which was uh, a favor for Charlotte. But sometimes you win because you're able to take away a team's best attribute by really focusing, doubling down on it. And sometimes you win in spite of a team's best attribute being a positive one for them. Pelicans, they're one of the best rebounding teams in the NBA. Charlotte, statistically speaking, has been one of the weaker. Pelicans won the board by 12 took 11 more shots than Charlotte, and it still didn't matter. That That is an impressive feat. The Hornets several times have gone up against good rebounding teams and just made it a, a true point of emphasis and won the board despite it not being their strongest suit. Tonight, they lost the board by a significant margin and still found a way to win. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive, and those are big you know, 
key stats to think that, hey, they got out-rebounded on that offensive glass, didn't take as many shots, as many field goal attempts. So those are, those are big keys to the game, but the Hornets somehow found a way. And I think when you're on a win streak, as they are, you get late in that fourth quarter, and, and it does help that you're playing against the Pelicans team that was on a back-to-back. But a little bit of tired legs probably for the Pelicans, but the Hornets feeling more fresh. But the Hornets found a way to win the game, whether it was you know hustle plays, making a three at the right time. They found ways to make passes that created good open shots at the end, a couple of dunks we talked about with Mason Plumley. And it was everybody. We saw P.J. Washington have a big play and pass at the end to Mason. So everybody was getting in on the action, and uh, they just found ways to make winning plays at the end. That's five straight victories for Charlotte. Ties the season long for a win streak. Miles Bridges, after the game, talked about how the team is playing right now. Our crowd's been behind us. You know, they've been coming out to every game. Um, and we've just been playing the game the right way. You know, moving the ball, talking on defense, having great energy. You know, nobody's pointing the finger at anybody. So I love the way they were playing right now, and we, we're going to keep it up for sure. Matt Carroll, time to pick our stars of the night. You're the guest. You get to go first. Who was your top performer from last night's win over the Pelicans? You know, my top is going to go to Mason Plumley. Ball, Plumley, Bridges, Washington, and Rozier. We'll see what head coach James Borrego has drawn up. 40 seconds left. Lamelo gives to Plumley. Plumley wide open lane. He'll throw it down again. Mason had 11 points, 10 boards, two offensive boards, and three assists. But his presence was foul. When he was in a game, I loved how he was attacking on the offensive end. And just seeing him looking for his dunk, you could tell a renewed confidence in his free throw shooting. Anytime on the rim, he was going up strong, looking to dunk, looking to get fouled. He was three or four from the free throw line, which tells me he's shooting left-handed, which is, to me, unbelievable. I don't, I've never heard of anybody doing that before. But he works on it in practice. I've seen it up close and personal. I've talked to him about it. And it looks good. I think he might stick with it. So really impressed with his play tonight. Had big momentum changing plays, dunks, rebounds. And he was the X factor for me. No question about it. And let's talk briefly about the, the free throw shooting because it's pretty amazing. I believe he started this in New Orleans. So it's still only been five games. Happens to coincide with a five-game win streak. So uh, not going to tell him to stop on that account. But from the free throw line in that stretch, including tonight where he was three of four, he has made eight of his last 13 free throws. This from a guy who prior to this, his free throw shooting woes had been well documented he was only shooting I think what 36 percent from the line so from 36 percent to eight of his last 13 that's just amazing a great great performance all around I love the pick Mason Plumley, kind of that offensive lineman who just doesn't always get enough credit he deserved a lot of it in last night's win my pick though I'm going with the point guard LaMelo Ball kick to the corner Washington one more bridges outside for LaMelo LaMelo run off the three-point line throws a lot for Plumley, who reverts dunks it a Dr. Pepper dunk. This time the conventional route, ball to Plumley. LaMelo was just magnificent. He had 17 points, nine assists, and only one turnover. Matt, his play has really taken a jump in the last five games here. His decision-making, he just continues to make winning plays for himself and for his teammates. He really does. You could just see his game growing now. Granted, this year an NBA All-Star, so we know what kind of player he is, but the little things, the efficiency, cutting down on his turnovers, you know, in the games, the confidence he has in shooting the three. He was 4-9 from three last night. You know, just doing so many good things throughout the game 
that shows the growth that's happening right before our eyes. I was talking post-game with the guys from Sports Radio FNZ, our flagship on the Hornets Radio Network, and they were asking about that shot down the stretch that LaMelo made with eight seconds left to put the Hornets up three and, in essence, seal the game for Charlotte or at least put the Pelicans in a situation where only a three could tie it. And they talked about LaMelo taking the shot. I think it's more noteworthy that LaMelo's got the ball in his hands to be the decision maker. He puts pressure on the defense to make a decision. Do you want to double it and get it out of LaMelo's hands? Or do you want to force LaMelo into taking a shot, which he's confident to take? Or do you risk leaving someone open knowing that LaMelo can find anyone at any time in any spot on the floor? I think the fact that he has been entrusted by his teammates and by the coaching staff to make these decisions in these winning moments is more impressive than him taking and making these game-winning or ceiling shots. It really is. And I think when you get in these situations late in the game, it's winning time. You need winning plays. You give the ball to your best player. And he's the guy that can make the decision to make the right pass. He can make the right play to get the score. He's going to make it happen. And the shot he made tonight when he got into the lane, going to his left side and shot it with his right hand, fading away to the left from the basket is an extremely difficult shot. It's all touch. It's all feel. And in that situation, the pressure it's much harder than making that <laughs> when you're not in the fourth quarter. So I'll tell you what, he, he did it tonight. He found a way, humongous shot, big plays. And anytime you're making plays like that at the end of the game to win the game, you know you're the man. He was definitely the man last night, leading the Hornets to a 106-103 victory, improving their record to 37-35 and on the season. Season-high five-game win streak. And also, got to give a tip of the cap to all the other great performers for the Hornets. Miles Bridges had 16 points. Terry Rozier, 17 points, knocked down another three threes. Isaiah Thomas, 15 points off the bench. He was the only player at halftime for the Hornets who was a positive in the plus-minus. Montrez Harrell, 12 points, a couple of big and one plays uh, really everyone finding ways to contribute for a huge team win all right matt we're gonna have you step aside for a moment here we'll bring you back to do some scoreboard watching later on here in this podcast coming up next though we're going to talk to elizabeth escobar the founder of i trabajo her bilingual job platform has won the second charlotte hornets innovation summit presented by bank of america and the fifteen thousand dollar investment that came with it was given to her last night at the hornets game against the pelicans elizabeth escobar joins the Hornets Hivecast next. Cataracts made it hard to see clearly. Even movies were blurry. So I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. More Hornets talk coming up in just a moment here on the Hornets Hivecast. Right now, though, as part of our social justice platform with the Hornets, in an effort to empower entrepreneurs within our own community, the Hornets held the second annual Innovation Summit in partnership with Bank of America. It was launched last year as part of the economic mobility portion of our social justice platform as a way to provide social and financial capital to minority-owned businesses and entrepreneurs within 150 miles of Spectrum Center. For 
Four finalists presented their pitches to a live panel of expert judges last week, and yesterday our winner was recognized at the game at Spectrum Center and awarded a $15,000 investment from the Charlotte Hornets. And the winner is here with us today on the HHC. Her name is Elizabeth Escobar, founder of iTrabajo, which translates to There's Work. Elizabeth, congratulations on winning the second annual Innovation Summit. Thank you so much, Sam. It's so unbelievable and so exciting to be here, and I'm very grateful for the Hornet Foundation that is invested in our community, creating our mobility opportunities for the individuals at disadvantage, in this case, the Hispanic community that face language barriers. And I'm just so grateful to be here with you on your podcast. We are excited to have you and to celebrate you. I, I really enjoyed hearing your pitch last week during your presentation. But for those who didn't have the privilege, please tell us a little bit about iTrabajo and the services your business provides both to its patrons and to our larger community. Of course. iTrabajo is a job platform that connects businesses with Hispanic workers. And we provide Spanish translation services on the job posting. So when I moved to the U.S. as an immigrant from Colombia, I didn't speak English. And it took me over three months to find a job. Uh, once I found a job, I learned English. And again, uh, my life was able to progress. Uh, I was able to go to college. But I noticed that many immigrants in Charlotte also face the same problem. There's some jobs that don't require English proficiency, such as in the construction, hospitality, housekeeping sector. However, because the HR department, they don't have personnel that speak in Spanish and share that information, sometimes they just don't know how to connect with the Hispanic community. So those opportunities are not really shared with those individuals that are eager to find a job. And that results on those individuals that don't speak English to face labor challenges. Therefore, they cannot provide for their families. So I realized that if we could provide those job posts in Spanish, then those individuals will be able to learn about the jobs available and apply. And that's why I started I Trabajo to create this platform. So we provide the Spanish translation services. And also we connect with the channels that Hispanics like to be engaged with. I built the website in my spare time and quickly gain traction. In two months, I have over a hundred requests. And actually the first jobs that I posted were with Novan Health. I met them at a church event, they usually have like a Camino at Christmas when they give like thousands of gifts to kids. And Novan Health was there because they were recruiting for blue collar jobs in the hospital, such as housekeeping, dishwasher. And something that was very interesting is that they have bilingual supervisors in those areas. So they didn't require English. However, the HR recruiter, she needed a translator. And as serendipity, they assigned me to help her translate. <laughs> so I started helping her translate. And then she told me that she's been wanting to recruit more Hispanics, but she doesn't know how to tell them in Spanish they can apply. And then I mentioned to her, well, I just finished building this website and I can do the translation for you and I can share about the jobs you have with the Hispanic community. And those were the first jobs we have and the first hire, Guadalupe uh, Gutierrez, she doesn't speak English. She even doesn't know how to read or write. And she found a job with great benefits at Novan Health as a dishwasher. So that is the impact that I Trabajo is being having in the Hispanic community. Now today, we had over 2,000 people 
uh, that have used the website to search for jobs. We had over 52 that have been hired. Uh, we also have organized resume writing workshops and job fairs and promote events that other nonprofits are doing to help the Hispanic community. That's fantastic. And doing so much to help both the employer side and the prospective employee side. Just a great idea, obviously, because it won. Tell me a little bit about what it was like. I've heard people describe the Innovation Summit as kind of a, a local Shark Tank type of experience. So tell me what it was like for you pitching to the panel and what the moment was like when you found out that you had won from one of our Hornets players, Kelly Oubre. So these are pretty friendly uh, charts. (laughs) They genuinely want to know how they can help you be successful. So I thought their questions were great because they are really kind of asking questions about how can we help your organization be successful. So overall, I I felt like their questions came from an angle like they really care. So I didn't feel like intimidated. In fact, every time they would present a question, they would start by congratulating us for being there at the top four, saying great things about what we had done. So it really felt like such a friendly environment. So I really loved that. One thing I was very thankful for is that my husband didn't tell me it was under a live broadcast. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been really, really nervous. So he knew, but I didn't know, and he didn't tell me, and I'm grateful for it. (laughs) So that kind of helped. So I just felt it was mostly like a conversation and a great time to share about I Trabajo and and the great plans that can be executed if we will get access to the gram. Once I learned about the news, oh, my goodness, I was so, so excited. I couldn't believe it. And and overall, something that I felt it was so wonderful to feel at that moment is that really this is an investment of the Hardness Foundation in the Hispanic community. That's the way I saw it because my problem is like so targeted to, to the language barriers, Hispanics that don't speak English face, very localized. And the fact that they selected I Trabajo, it really speaks volumes about how they want to create a city that is inclusive for the Hispanic community, right? How much they care about us, like they see us, we're not invisible to them. Uh, So to me, that was such a rewarding moment, such a rewarding experience, and I'm, I'm very excited and honored to now being able to help many more Hispanics and tell them how the Hornets love them and support them and and invest in in the Hispanic community. Well, it is definitely our our pleasure to invest in you. It was a great pitch. Tell me, in addition to the financial investment from winning the Innovation Summit, what do you feel you and your business have gained from this experience? I think just to have the opportunity to tell our story, right, Uh, what we are doing for the Hispanic community, because there will be some Hispanic people that probably they learn about I Trabajo by just watching that pitch uh, that I had to submit and also some of the businesses that didn't know that there is a solution. Maybe they have been struggling to find workers and they have been wanting to hire Hispanic workers and they have been wondering how, how can I connect with them? So I think just having that exposure there was already great. Second, as part of being a finalist, we get access to the lonely entrepreneur. And they provide a lot of resources. It's, it's a great community. Getting questions from the panel, I noticed, uh, as I shared before, they genuinely care about helping. So I think just getting those connections, they have uh, really an excellent 
set of panelists. Um, we have representation from the president of the Hornets, uh, but also executives from Bank of America, Novank Health, right? These are like great companies that in the future, they could be uh, partners for iTrabajo or just getting their advice, right? They probably had gone through this road before, seeing um, many other ideas, and maybe they can give me some advice or maybe connect me internally uh, with some contacts that may be interested in, on iTrabajo services. So I think those connections, relationships are very valuable, and they could not have happened. It wouldn't have been uh, for from the Hornets Innovation Summit. Also, I think this podcast, right, Sam, probably some people that will be tuning in to listen to this, now they're learning that this exists, this is out there. Maybe they can tell their friends or family who own a business and they're looking for people or maybe a friend they know who's looking for a job. We certainly hope we can help in that endeavor. For those looking for it, how can they find iTrabajo? You have to go to www.i, which is H, as in Henry, A, as in Apple, Y, and then Trabajo, which is T as in Tom, R as in Roy, A as in Apple, B as in Boy, A as in Apple, J, O, and then Y and A, dot com. Means there's work. My email address is info at com. so you can also email me. I'll be happy to help you and answer any questions that you have. Well, Elizabeth, it's just been wonderful getting to meet you, hear about your business and getting to know you over the course of this process. Thanks so much for pitching originally and making it all the way through. Thanks as well to our wonderful partners at Bank of America for being this year's presenting sponsor. To everyone who applied, our four finalists, all of our judges and everyone involved who put in so much work for this event. Most of all, again, to you, Elizabeth, for a great idea and bringing it to us here with the Hornets Innovation Summit. Congratulations. Congratulations on winning the 2022 Hornets Innovation Summit presented by Bank of America. Thank you, Sam. More to come after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Our thanks again to Elizabeth Escobar and our congratulations to her and her company, iTrabajo, the bilingual job platform, which won the second Charlotte Hornets Innovation Summit presented by Bank of America. That $15,000 investment, we look forward to seeing how she puts it to work and look forward to seeing more from her and her company in the future. Matt Carroll, 10-year NBA veteran and Hornets Director of Player Programs, back with us again here on the Hornets Hivecast. And Matt, before we get back to basketball, you've been working with this organization for a long time on and off the floor. How much fun is it to get to see the Hornets give back to the community in projects like the Innovation Summit, invest in local companies, and really try and make a difference here in our greater Charlotte community? It's the best. You know, I remember when I was a player, you know, having a chance to, to give back in the Charlotte community and the players today just with just the power of social media and all the goodness they can spread with, you know, the position that they're in. You know, you have so many kids that look up to them. And we have a group of guys on this Hornets roster that, that love to give back. They do it personally, they do it with the team. 
to find different ways and to give opportunities to other people in the community. These guys know what it's all about, and there's a bigger picture than just basketball, and it's great to see these guys doing that in this community. Absolutely. For more information on iTrabajo and the Innovation Summit, go ahead and check out Hornets.com. Let's go back to basketball here. Matt, a great, great performance here from the Hornets. They've won five in a row, putting some pressure on the teams above them and below them, quite frankly, in the standings to uh, continue their own winning ways. Hornets now the hottest team in the Eastern Conference and tied for the hottest team in the NBA. After the win, Mason Plumley talked about the veteran leadership and how it's starting to rub off a little bit more on some of the young guys who are helping the Hornets to this long long extended win streak here in March. You know, I think, um, you know, just collectively, I, I think there's a, a definite difference in, in guys' approach. I think we're just, we're all about the win now. And um, it, it's good to see us turn that. I think having guys in the locker room like Isaiah and Montrez and, and some, some good voices has, has really given us some direction. And guys are just playing unselfish. I think, you know, coaches have shared some stats with us, but we're, we're high up in the league in passes and assists and, and making the extra pass in the right place. So as long as we play that way, we're, we're going to be all right. Matt, your thoughts on what Mason had to say? I know it's still a young team at heart, and those young guys, their progression is what gives us a lot of hope, not just for this potential playoff run we have coming up, but ones to come in the future. But that veteran leadership that's come in from Montrez Harrell and Isaiah Thomas and has been there all season long from Mason Plumley and Gordon Hayward, it's really seeming to pay off. It really is. And I think the addition of Isaiah Thomas and Montrose Harrell, you're bringing veterans, guys who have been there, guys who have played in playoff games and been around this league for a long time to, to give assistance to, you know, Mason and Gordon and Kelly, guys who have already been through the, the tough playoff series and games and know what that's all about. And we have a group of young, talented players on this roster, but they haven't experienced the playoffs. They don't know what it's like. It's a whole different level. And once they get a taste of it, I'm sure they're going to shine and want more of it. But you need those vets around them to explain to them how this feels, how amazing it is to make the playoffs, to have a chance to play in that limelight under that big stage. Hornets with the W improved to 37-35. and They're two games above 500 now. They're still in ninth in the East, which, uh, Matt, as you well know, normally being two games above 500 this time of year, you're nowhere near ninth. You're somewhere maybe uh, hoping to have a shot at hosting a playoff series, not a play-in game. But this year, the East is extraordinarily deep. Now, last night, our main focus outside of Spectrum Center was up in Brooklyn, where a Nets loss, as it turns out, would have vaulted Charlotte into a tie for eighth. But Brooklyn beat Utah. They had a good game effort. Kevin Durant came through for the Brooklyn Nets and uh, everything. And so the the Brooklyn Nets remain in eighth for at least another day. Everything else, though, kind of fell the Hornets' way. Cleveland lost to the Lakers. Raptors lost at Chicago. So the Hornets might still be a game back of eighth, but they're now just three out of seventh behind the Raptors, four behind the Cavs for six with ten games left to play. Longer odds, but not impossible. In the other direction, the Wizards lost to Houston, on the road, so Charlotte's magic number to make the play-in is now down to five. What do you think about how things are shaping up here around the NBA? I know everyone in the top ten outside of Chicago who did win yesterday is 500 or better in their last ten games, but despite that, the Hornets are still making a run here up the totem pole. Yeah, I think there's room. You know, the way the Hornets are playing, I mean, with this winning streak, you keep this streak going, then who knows what can happen, right? They're going to move off, and I think it's one game at a time, but these guys have it in the back of their mind. They know they have the ability to climb up the ladder. And if they can, that's a huge deal. You know, you can move up a spot or two. That's going to make all the difference at the end of the day. And trust me, they have their eyes closely on it, whether they admit it or not. 
and it's going to be an exciting finish here for the Hornets. As for scoreboard watching tonight, there's only one game that could really impact the Hornets in the standings. That's Atlanta visiting the New York Knicks. And from my perspective, Matt, either way, the Hornets can take something positive out of whatever the result is tonight. For one, Knicks are going to be on night two of a back-to-back when they visit the Hive on Wednesday. So that's a positive. We will have a preview of that one on tomorrow's edition of the HHC. Uh, But for from the Hornets' perspective in terms of the result of this game, the better outcome would obviously be a Knicks win over Atlanta because it would create a two-game gap for Charlotte for ninth place. It sure would. And I think, you know, with the Knicks coming in here in the back-to-back, we talked about the advantage that is. You know, you go back to the beginning of the season when the Hornets had one of the hardest schedules in the NBA. Now we talked about the back half of the season where it lightened up, more home games, not as many back-to-backs. So they're in a good situation here. you got the Pelicans on a back-to-back, you're the Knicks on a back-to-back. So these are games that have a lot of implication, and I like where the Hornets sit, especially coming off those games when you got teams coming in on back-to-back nights. So the Knicks' night one of that back-to-back will be at home against Atlanta. Certainly would help the Hornets' cause if the Knicks were able to get that win, not just because it would create that little bit of separation over Atlanta, but because Atlanta, their remaining schedule is pretty favorable. They still get to play Houston, Detroit, Oklahoma City, Indiana. Not saying these automatically go in the win column, but these are going to be games that the Hawks presumably will be favored in. They're playing better than 500 ball over their last 10 games. And Charlotte still has to play Miami, Utah, Philadelphia, Denver, Chicago, a lot of difficult opponents. Some of those games they're going to have a rest advantage in. I really like the way the Hornets are playing right now against anyone in the NBA, but the records are what they are. The Hornets, based off opponents' win percentage, have slightly better than 500 win percentage for their opponents. Atlanta's opponents are right around 450, so any additional gap between Charlotte and Atlanta can be helpful for the Hornets. It's sure good, and I think that's what we're paying close attention to. You know, just can you break away from Atlanta, move up that spot would be huge. Like I said, it's one game at a time. I think it's some time for the Hornets. So you got a winning streak. Sometimes you get a little ahead of yourself. You start looking too far into the future, a couple games ahead. But right now, they got to take it one game at a time. And the next one is focused on the New York Knicks. The other side of this, let's say the Hawks beat the Knicks. It is not the end of the world for Charlotte. They're still in control of their own destiny, and it means the Hornets are getting closer to that magic number being zero because right now it's not just Hornets' wins that help that, but losses for the Wizards and or Knicks. As we learned last season, until the magic number is zero, you don't take anything for granted. So the Knicks losing, while not the most advantageous outcome that could happen tonight, wouldn't be the end of the world for Charlotte. would help them towards their current main focus, which is right now qualify for that play-in tournament. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I think the team feels pretty confident that the Hornets are going to get into that play-in. And the reality is, the way the format is, if you get in, anything can happen. You know, basically you got to win one game or maybe two games, and then you're in a playoff series, and at that point, you're coming in with confidence. It's like the playing game with March Madness, right? You win that first game, you get in like my Irish did, you win the first-round game. So just like the Hornets, they get into the playing game, they win a game or two, they get into a series, and then anything can happen. Speaking of your Irish, Matt, uh, the Irish women's basketball team, my goodness, thumping Oklahoma, I believe in Oklahoma, 108-64. to Wow, what a, what a day for uh, Notre Dame in that one. Yeah. One last question for you, Matt, before we let you go. Uh, the Hornets have 10 games left in the season. Right now they're up one in the loss column on 10th place Atlanta, one back of 8th place Brooklyn, three back of 7th place Toronto, and four back of 6th place Cleveland. 
generally speaking, what kind of record do you think it's going to take over these last 10 games for the Hornets to move up to any one of those spots or just to make sure, ensure that they stay ahead of Atlanta? Do you have a number in mind for any of those? I do. I mean, I think if they go, you know, I want to say six and four, I think seven and three would do, but six and four, I think would put them in eighth place. I feel pretty good about them jumping that spot, get to a spot. If you can get to the eighth spot, that's a big difference from nine and 10. As we talked about, anything happened obviously to get in, but being at the eighth spot is much better than nine and 10. And I think a winning record, maybe six and four, could put them in that position. I don't disagree with that at all. Six and four means that the Brooklyn Nets would be able to play 500 ball and remain even with the Hornets. That would make the upcoming matchup between these two in Brooklyn the tiebreaker for it because both teams uh, already have a win on their opponent's home floor this season. But you look at Brooklyn's remaining schedule. They've got to go to Memphis and Miami still. They've got a lot of home games left. And as things sit right now, When they're at home, they are not allowed to play with Kyrie Irving. So those six games they've got left remaining up at Barclays, including one against Charlotte, they're not the same team that they are normally going to have on the road. And amongst those road games, again, got to go to Memphis, got to go to Miami. So I'm with you. I think 6-4 and might get it done. 7-3 and would be even better. Who wants to put limits on the Hornets right now? The way they're playing, uh, no need to stop the train. It's rolling right now for Charlotte as they picked up a fifth consecutive victory. Matt, thanks as always for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. You got it. Good talking with you, Sam. And our thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, tomorrow we'll have another edition of the HHC from our flagship station, Sports Radio FNZ. Travis T-Bone Hancock will join us to preview tomorrow's game against the New York Knicks. Till then, for my broadcast partner and our partner today here on the HHC, Matt Carroll, the 10-year NBA veteran, Hornets Director of Player Programs. For our producer, the great Rob Longo. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.